0: Welcome to episode five of the Brannigan Communications Podcast. On today's episode, Grace, Jake, and Janet have an open conversation on the Enneagram Test. For those who aren't sure of what this means, the Enneagram Test is one of the most powerful and insightful tools for understanding ourselves and others, according to the Enneagram Institute. At its core, the Enneagram helps us to see ourselves at a deeper, more objective level, and it can be of invaluable assistance on our path to self-knowledge so the enneagram test breaks you into nine different personality types you have a primary personality type but you also have secondary types that can either follow closely behind or have um, a high variance depending on how your test results show up so grace jake and janet talk about this they talk about how after seeing these test results how they've noticed these types and others in the office and how understanding each other's personality types can change and improve um, office culture, which is really the reason why we took it in the first place to kind of better understand how we work and better understand how we can work with others based on their types. So all about Enneagram, episode five of the Brannigan Communications podcast, subscribe rate review find us on all major podcast platforms thanks for listening enjoy the show
1: hello janet and jake and welcome to the bc podcast hello hi grace
2: great to be here
1: i'm happy to have you thanks for having us of course it's my pleasure Today, I have the pleasure of talking about the Enneagram test with you two. You've both uh, taken interest in this since our office took it last year, and you also just recently gave a presentation on it. So I expect you to be experts in the field.
3: Perfect. We are.
1: Okay. Well, then let's get started. Um, I guess my first question is just go around, and what is everyone's type?
2: Well, my primary type is the helper which is a type two on the enneagram wheel and then just below the helper i'm a type seven the enthusiast so practically tied for first but mostly a helper
1: you identify mostly with
2: i think most days yes i identify most as the helper if you will but there are definitely moments where i feel much more Enthusiast.
3: When, when you say you identify as a helper, hmm. um, what does that mean?
2: It means that when reading like the definition of who the helper is, yeah. I'm thinking, oh wow, they got me.
3: Well, give <laughs> me an example. Yeah, like what?
2: Um, like twos are generally really caring and empathetic, and I mean, I'm reading what the website says. I'm not trying to. Brag, <laughs> um, but caring, empathetic, warm, thoughtful, appreciative, generous, other oriented, cool. etc. But that's also where twos most get into trouble with their selves, with their emotions, if you will, um, with really not putting themselves first right. and really not having any boundaries and almost if it too hurts someone, it's more than likely because they're trying to do so much that they can't do it all and they let things fall through. And I would say most of the times when I feel myself falling short, it's for that reason. So you give too much. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe it's a prioritization issue. Um, yeah. It's interesting.
3: So that's interesting
1: because I don't know if you've looked more into the wings. And I know like when twos twos swing one to one, they're the servant. When they swing to three, they're the host or hostess. Mm. So I wonder if you're a two swing one. Have you looked, either of you looked more into that? I'm a
2: wing three, I think. Okay.
1: So you'd be the hostess or
2: host in your case. I know that um, one thing twos fall into as well like a, a negative behavior that they fall into is being upset that all that they're doing for someone might not be um, as reciprocated or right. appreciated right. So it's like oh, I'm doing so much and the, and this is yeah. happening in the head in the mind yeah, two, of two like course. I'm doing so much for this person and they I'm bending over backwards yeah. and you know they don't even see me and it's like you're doing this to yourself right. The helper and
3: taking it too far. Yeah. I haven't really looked into the wings because I am so many different types of personalities, types, Mm -hmm. that I can't even keep them all straight. I'm like the Sybil of the Enneagram, (laughs) essentially.
1: So explain which types are you. So
3: my top two are tied. Type one, the reformer and type nine, the peacemaker, Mm -hmm. which really is kind of a difficult place to be. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, the reformer is very like right and wrong, black and white and you know, looks at the world that way. And the peacemaker obviously is wants to avoid conflict. So if you're if you're rigid, there's going to be conflict. And if you're a peacemaker, you know, it's just like they they just seem to be total opposites to me. And then I'm type eight, the challenger, type seven, the enthusiast, and type six, the loyalist. All those are my top five. So
1: eight, nine, and one are all in the the same. It's center. the intuitive, right? The intuitive center. Yep. So that's interesting that those are your three top three.
2: Because there's the feeling center, thinking center, intuitive in, instinct center. Ah. And your top three are all in the instinct, intuition center.
3: That's good. That's interesting.
1: That so is interesting. There is some connection. Can you guess I, what my um, center is in? The feeling. How'd you know? Because oh, I myself am also a two and a seven. I'm tied, mm-hmm. though. I got the same score for both. So I have dove into both sides and tried to figure out mm-hmm. which yeah, I identify more with. And I don't know. I know this isn't about me, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I it? the number twos i or number 2. I feel like at first I thought I was a 7, but then after reading a little bit more, I feel like I'm a 2 because where based on where the 2s find like conflict within themselves or with others is like because they're doing too much and then other people don't take it, you know, like that or um sometimes they meddle too much in other people's lives, which I found myself doing. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where they find conflict as well and it's it's from a good place, but you know, not everyone likes that.
2: I I think it's all context dependent. Yeah. What personalities we fulfill on any given day and in what space. Like I can't say that I exact I act exactly the same um, at work as I do in the classroom or with my roommates in our apartment. It's all different. And it depends on the sometimes the most trivial of things like Am I super tired that day? Like, Mm -hmm. it could be as simple as that. Do I have a ton going on at school that, you know, impacts how I'm behaving at work? Um, So I'm comfortable with my, like, almost near split at the top because I just think I kind of assume personalities in different ways on different days. That rhymed. Is that a goal? Yes. Okay, good. I can leave now.
1: (laughs) Mic drop. Janet, did you do much research into all your different types after finding out your results?
3: No, but um, I did a little bit. I think I identify most with the reformer Mm -hmm. with type one. And it just explained a lot to me like, oh, that's why I feel that way. Or like one of the examples they gave was so spot on. And my family is just like, yeah, why are you freaking out about that, about something? And then now they know because I'm a type one but like the kind of person who likes order. So if i would come home and the kitchen counters would be messy or people's backpacks would be laying around, i would immediately say, "We have to clean this up." Or like, "Why isn't this clean?" And um now i know it's because i need that order as as a one. So or the peacemaker when conflict arises, you know, that's a challenge for me to um sometimes like be the play the, um, you know, the bad guy or whatever, mm-hmm. or do or dole out the punishment, even though I know it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. So I force myself to do it. Do you think some of that's learned? Mm, not, not those two things, really. I don't think. But when you were saying those three personality types line up with intuitive, mm-hmm. um, I feel like my whole life I've been like a, a counselor type giving people advice and stuff like that. So I feel like that kind of makes sense now too. So you go through your whole life and you think something about yourself and you think it's bad or a a fault and then you see it in black and white and then you see how it can actually be good if you Mm -hmm. are a healthy one or a healthy nine or whatever. And so it just, it helps you kind of navigate different situations. I think Mm -hmm. once you know what your makeup is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Janet, this is your second
1: presentation on the enneagram—the one that you gave with Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, what fascinates you so much to the subject? Because I don't pin you as someone that would be interested in personality tests. I mean, you are.
3: I won't take that as an insult, um, <laughs> even though <laughs> it clearly I was. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's really interesting because you get a insight into how people tick or what, you know, what makes people tick or, you know, what, you know, why they react to a certain situation. And as a manager, you can then know something about someone's personality and help them succeed. Or you can temper your reaction because you know that as a seven, you know, they want to jump into everything and take on all the projects and then as a manager, you're like, well, that's too much. One person can't do all that. And then you understand that they're trying to do that because that's their personality type. And then you can help them manage their their, their personality type and help that person succeed and the team succeed. So that's been kind of um, helpful, I think, as, you know, at work.
1: Mm-hmm. So have you looked more into, like, the people that you manage their types?
3: Yeah, a little bit. That's you know. awesome. Yeah helpful for sure
1: jake what about you what fascinates you about the subject oh man we don't have that kind
3: of time
2: (laughs) a lot of the same things um understanding the people around me and understanding myself better um and i think that you know as an intern as a um, soon-to-be college graduate i'm certainly in a period of self-discovery and trying to understand who i am and what i need to succeed better. And the Enneagram in the past year-ish has been a pretty major tool that I've used in that process. Um, And so I'm like thinking of examples. There are times when I have so much to do. um, My agenda is just like packed. I don't know where to begin. I have so many ideas flying around everywhere. I feel that like that's my seven. That's my enthusiast. I get so excited. I don't know where to begin. I'll begin in three places at once. And then I'm just like crashing and burning after like an hour. Um, I've always been that way. But since the Enneagram, I'm I can see where that's coming from more a little bit. And I can. I can take it as it is more instead of hating on it so much and getting down to myself and giving up. It's like, no, that's just who I am. And in another context, this could be a strength. So I need to not I need to roll with it essentially, or as a helper, I need to understand that sometimes other people aren't my responsibility. And sometimes the most I can do is do my work and take care of myself first. Um, and that's been a huge lesson in the past year. Um, and another lesson that really has come to me through the Enneagram and through understanding that I'm a type two and that my mom's a type two and that I'm like my mom and that, you know, everyone's different and you just got to roll with it and kind of accept who you are and learn who you are more and more. Um, I think the more you know yourself, the better your work becomes, the better your relationships become, the more you can share about yourself with the people around you, the, you know, healthier your environments that you find yourself in are going to be. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Um,
1: what was the most interesting thing that you each learned from the taking the test about yourself or others?
2: I just really like the Enneagram, how it's um, a wheel and all the numbers and types are interconnected. And the Enneagram focuses on um, the opposite of our individuality. I don't know the word for it, but our connectedness with one another, with different personalities. The Enneagram realizes that no one person is going to act exactly the same in every situation on every day versus like your horoscope signs is it's you're just one or your um, Myers-Briggs test, you're just one. Um, I like how the Enneagram you can have rankings. You can have a top two, a top three, even, um, And they acknowledge that under periods of stress, under periods of growth, you do assume kind of different personalities. And
3: that that's definitely one thing that I liked is they talk about as a healthy nine or an unhealthy nine, if you're in a relationship, if you're in conflict, you know, all these parts of your personality take on a different like pattern of behavior based on the situation. And then it teaches you like what your traps are. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you get stressed out about something as a nine, you are going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then you, you keep that in the back of your mind and then you can avoid those, you know, maybe getting into arguments with people or walking away from, you know, a situation that really needs to be dealt with or, you know, wh- whatever the situation is, you can use that to better n- navigate you know, emotional situations in your life.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I also agree with both of that because I'm a huge Myers-Briggs person. I just love Myers-Briggs, love learning about who other people are for Myers-Briggs types. I understand it a lot, but a lot of people um, don't love it because – It's like you're not always at your best you're not always this one type you can't put people necessarily in 16 boxes and i feel like the enneagram does a really good job of like showing how we are all connected in a more um understandable and like digestible way and you also need all different types of people to run a business so yeah i think it's it's important
3: yeah one of the interesting things when we first saw all the results of everybody at brand again is that we had so many sixes yeah. and a lot of twos, mm-hmm. and that it makes sense for the kind of work that we do. But then you can see when someone is an eight or a one or a way different type of personality, how they fit in or don't fit in, or you know, they maybe are outside the group, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but just because um, they they have different characteristics.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I remember when I took it and we were talking about our results with people and I felt like everyone was a six except for me because everyone on my team is a six except for me. Um, And at first I was a little bit offended kind of and didn't know how to like, okay, how do I fit into this? And is anybody else a seven? And then it's like Kathleen is a hardcore seven. So, okay. And then there was some twos and stuff. So Mm -hmm. Once we all talked about it, it was good. But at first, I did feel a little bit taken back, Um, just like anything.
2: Yeah, I think the variety of types in the workplace, in really any community, is important. Because imagine problem solving with all the same type. You're all going to approach the situation from similar perspectives, most likely. And when you're approaching a problem from... When a group is approaching a problem from the same perspective, they're probably only going to get one answer. And in what in this line of work, one answer is never even if you wind up on one answer starting off, it's better to have options and to think of different perspectives because yeah. that's like kind of the point of the job.
3: Yeah, well that ties, excuse me, that ties nicely into our presentation right. that we did is because it was conflict and the Enneagram type, or how to resolve conflict in the workplace. And we did break people up into groups that were similar, and then we posed a situation, a work conflict situation, and had them talk about how they would resolve it. And then the second part of it, we mixed up the groups and had people who deal with conflict in different ways in the same group, and... It was really eye-opening when the first time everybody agreed on how we should handle it and the second time someone was talking about how they would handle it and we were all looking at each Mm -hmm. other like, wow, we never would have thought of that or that's really different than something that we were thinking. So that was kind of the whole point of the, uh, the presentation is to use the Enneagram to resolve conflict and knowing how you react to conflict, uh, you know, how you can deal with other people who might not be of the same type as you. Mm-hmm. So, I always thought I was good with conflict
1: and I dealt with it well before taking, like, before addressing all of these things. Um, I don't know why I had this misconception about myself, but I think maybe because when it's situations that I've dealt with before, like, roommate situations like hey can you clean up the dishes I don't really have a problem because maybe because I don't view it as conflict though um and after we went through the scenario that you were explaining it's like I probably wouldn't I know I would have reacted like I probably wouldn't have done anything or I would have just been like trying to help the person with their work and like you know how could I help them catch up on things or cover for them or whatever and um me thinking that that's a good way to go about it truly. And it's obviously not. Um, but I think that it, I don't know, it was a good learning experience for me just because conflict is always going to be in the workplace. And Kathleen was in our group and she was like, yeah, by nature, I'm conflict avoidance, but you have Mm -hmm. to learn how you are and then how to maybe overcome those things. So
2: I think our presentation was like a good ego check for me, just the thought that there is never... Or so seldom will there be a one right way to do something, especially handling conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's always more to learn about yourself and others and how other people approach conflict. Um, And I think it's a healthy thing to understand that other people are going to do things completely different than you. And that's a really beautiful thing, actually. And with that, you know, we can find better solutions and more effective solutions and that sort of thing.
3: Yeah, I I agree. Because if you're in a conflict with someone, or if you're in a group, and there's a conflict, and you have to resolve it, and you're a personality type that wants to put emotion aside, like parking lot it, and then deal with just the facts of the problem. And then someone else in your group is like super emotional and really wants to get to the heart of it. Mm -hmm. And like, get down to like, you know, what happened when you were five years old that, you know, makes you act like this today. Let's go back. You know, it's like psychotherapy. (laughs) And then there's other people who just want to smooth it over. Yeah. And like all, you can easily have all three personality types in one group Mm -hmm. and they all want to handle the conflict in a different way. So knowing that somebody really wants to get the heart of something, but then the person doesn't want to share anything. They don't want to let anyone in emotionally. I mean, that's, that's a huge challenge if you're going in without any background information on how different personality types deal with conflict. But once you know that, you can say, "Okay, I know you want to do this, but let's look at this." Or you can like maybe take everybody's perspective into account or have an opportunity for everyone to share, at, you know, as a way to resolve the conflict or deal with the problem. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think you've, have you seen any of that happen since, or have you done that in the office?
3: Um, you know what, I did have a conflict that, you know, a minor thing that, that came up after and, um, instead of dealing with it the way I should have, I just retreated to my personality type nine and, um, just kind of tried to ignore it. Mm. So, nice. <laughs> so I did not take my own advice, um. Ashamed to admit, but I knew I should have. But it's fine now. Good. What about you, Jake?
2: Um, I.
3: <laughs> He's having a conflict with me right now, and he doesn't want to talk about oh, it. No, no. <laughs> you don't have
2: to <laughs> no, expose not, uh,
0: anyone. <laughs> not
2: the case. Um, yeah, I don't get into many conflicts no in the I. workplace just because of my role as intern. Maybe I. Good, that
3: good plan
2: that I've had for 11 months. Like I'm, I, oh gosh, this might be bold to say, but I think I know how to be an okay intern now after 11 months of figuring it out.
0: I, I feel, I fair. feel like
3: after one month, you were yeah. <laughs> <laughs> figured it out. Don't, so don't sell uh, yourself short.
2: I, I don't get into conflict very much in the workplace. I mostly like I've been taking what we've been talking about in like our presentation more in the classroom and. Mm-hmm in my social circles on campus and even in my family. Um and I for sure have thought about the Enneagram, especially in my family lately. I'm like obsessed with what my family's types are too. Oh yeah. Um and like my dad and I couldn't be more different. And it's actually helped in understanding where he's coming from. And I don't tell him when I'm doing it. I'm I'm not like Hey dad, you don't know this right now, but I think we're in a conflict and I'm thinking of the Enneagram and I'm trying to think of where you're coming from. He would be like, what? But I do. I am doing that and it's been interesting and I think it's improved how we communicate.
3: And
1: I think that that's even, that is the type in itself to be like, what the Enneagram or these person, you know, personality tests or whatever. I don't know which type, but, and I don't feel like anyone here was opposed to it, but I feel like it is a type.
3: True. I I feel like we should say, for the record, that there is very little conflict at BrandiGames. Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) It's not as if we have a war zone workplace or anything close to it at all. It's more um, just when you're dealing with, when people are just working together, there are going to be different points of view Mm -hmm. and different approaches. And we, as a team get along great and we have a very open culture and supportive so no I agree any podcast listeners we don't want them to get the get the wrong idea no
1: but there can be conflict even conflict like we're talking about even in like a hey I need this by the state or whatever or like you know and that's not bad or good or or whatever it's just it's just normal it's just work yes um Mm -hmm. so that topic do you think and with all that being said do you think that this is beneficial for all companies to take why or why not
3: i think um if you the close group you work with i think it's good to know but if you work at a you know fortune 500 company of thousands of people or something like that um it wouldn't be as relevant but when you're working you know maybe with your department or your team i think it's super important
2: I definitely think it's important. I think it allows you to, because we spend so much time at work, um, even if you hate to admit it, like work is a huge part of your life. And why not make that part of your life more empathetic, more thoughtful, more personable um, by taking the Enneagram in your like community workplaces, you give your community the opportunity to know you better. Um, so... I would argue that by taking the Enneagram in your workplace, you are making your workplace a better place to be, to be yourself. Um, I think it's really healthy. It's a, it's, I see very few cons to it, actually.
1: Anything else that anyone wanted to add? No. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for being here today and discussing the
3: Enneagram test.
2: Thank you. Thanks
3: for having us, Grace. Of course,
2: it's It's my my pleasure.